Hello, this is the Arsenal coming to you with the first Arsenal podcast. I'm watching the Austria-Germany game at the moment, and Germany, they're, they're looking like utter shite, I tell you. Mario Gomez missed a wide-open chance. I tell you, this has been the most boring group for me, the Germany group, Group B. Uh, Austria shouldn't even be in the tournament. Germany looked good the first match, second match, shite. This match, shite. Just boring. The whole side of this bracket, A and B, terrible groups to watch. Portugal ran away with their group, even though they lost to Switzerland. It, it really wasn't that close. But I'm just looking forward to the Group C matches. Netherlands have looked outstanding. Why, why do they call them the Netherlands? Aren't, aren't they really just Holland? I don't know. I wish they'd just make up their mind. You can call them so many things. The Dutch... Holland, the Netherlands, the Orange. I don't ever know what to call him anymore. Speaking of Mario Gomez, though, people wanted him to come to Arsenal. He was linked with Arsenal, and it looked like they might put a bid in for him. But from what I've seen, he's not even a very good player. He can't. He hasn't scored once. He's had loads of chances. He doesn't look very comfortable on the ball. I don't know if it's just because it's a big tournament stage. Or he's just not used to playing in the German system. But he just doesn't look that quality to me. I I mean, it's the same thing with Huntelaar. I mean, has Huntelaar even played in this tournament? If he has, I haven't seen it. And I just, I think you can't come from a league like, like the Dutch league and just instantly score 30 goals like people seem to think he will. I mean, I know he scored a lot of goals in the Dutch league. But... That doesn't mean it instantly translates. He he might be a good player. Yes. But is he uh, the first choice striker? People are saying they'd rather have him over people like David Villa. And personally, I'd take David Villa a hundred times. A hundred times. Over Klaasian Huntelaar. But enough about the Euros. Because this podcast is generally going to be about Arsenal since that is what the blog is about. If you don't know about it, it's com. So check that out. But here's how the podcast is going to work. Um, it may eventually have other contributors besides just me. Hopefully we're trying to work on that. But we're going to talk about all the news throughout the week. We're going to give you match predictions for the upcoming games. Uh, I don't know how often we're going to be doing the podcast. Maybe once every week, maybe once every two weeks. matters how much people like it and how much time I get to do it. But we're going to go over all the injury news, everything you need to know. It'll basically be all the news that's on the blog for the week or the two weeks, plus match predictions, plus random other thoughts, and whatever else we come up with as we go. And by we, right now I mean me. But like I said, there may eventually be more people that contribute. If you feel like you can contribute something to the blog, you can either leave it as a comment on the blog, or you can email me at arsenal at arsenal.com. That's arsenal at arsenal.com. Any ideas, anything that you think would work well, send it to me, and... We shall discuss it one-on-one and see what we can do from there.
But now on to Arsenal news, and the fixture lists were released today, and we've got West Brom as the first game at home. I was hoping for Hull at home, or Stoke, but I'll definitely take West Brom. You like to get off to the start of the season with a win, and that's definitely a winnable game for us. West Brom are the best of the three coming up, I would say, definitely, but at home... Against West Brom, it needs to be three points. We uh, After that, we go to Fulham, which really should be another three points. They almost got relegated last season. They did do a great job of winning several, I think three or four road matches in a row to stay up. But it's another team you expect Arsenal to beat. And then we come back home the week after to wrap up the month with Newcastle who were really bad for a long time last season. And they came around near the end of the season, but I think it's another three points there, especially because it's at home. We played Chelsea and Man United in November. So I think Chelsea is away and United is at home then. So that'll be our first real test. Well, not our first real test of the whole season, obviously, but our first, you know, testing period of several games. Not to mention we'll have all the Champions League fixtures coming out, and it should be good. should be good. We don't have any stretches last year where it's Liverpool, United, Chelsea all in a row, which is good because that, that was rough. I'm sure you all remember that last season. But the last three weeks of the season, I do believe we have Chelsea, United, and then we finish up with Hull. No, we finish with Stoke at home. So away to United, the second to last week of the season will be maybe the determining factor if we're in the title race, which I anticipate we will be. But you can never predict these things that accurately. Um, Obviously, United are the champions in the Premiership and in the Champions League. So I'm sure they'll still add to their squad and be even better. But hopefully Ronaldo pisses off to Real Madrid or something because I'm utterly sick of seeing him, frankly. I mean, even in the Euros, I have to sit here and my dad the whole time goes on about Ronaldo. My dad doesn't even watch the sport. He watches it every now and then if it happens to be on TV. And when Ronaldo's on, he'll stop and sit down and watch it. He just loves Ronaldo. And my brother is a Wank United fan. So they, even my brother, he's not even a big Ronaldo guy. Just because Ronaldo is such a pansy prick. Who does the hair for a football match? Well, I suppose, I suppose Robin Van Persie does too. But at least he doesn't flop around all the time. But yeah, that's enough about Ronaldo. Uh, on to the transfer news for the summer. It's been a wild transfer season, to say the least. I think we've had every single player on our squad linked with someone else. We had Adebayo to Milan, now Van Persie to Inter. We've had Hleb to every club in Europe. We had Sesk, of course, to Real Madrid. Uh, obviously, Flamini went to Milan. Um, the only players that haven't looked like they were leaving were our defenders, who 
our wingbacks are obviously uh, the best two in the Premiership. And somehow they're not linked to go anywhere and haven't said they want to go anywhere. That's why we love Clichy and Sanya. Um, the only deal that's been done officially, well, besides Flamie and Milan, is we signed Aaron Ramsey from Cardiff. And I don't know much about him, really. He plays midfield. Arsene Wenger says he can play across the defense as well. Uh... I finally saw one video of him on Arsenal TV online, but it's all against the reserve team, so you don't really know what he can do. He's only 17, got a lot of time to develop, but it seems the reason he chose to come to Arsenal was the promise of first-team football. So my guess would be that he'll play a lot in the Carling Cup, maybe some FA Cup in the third round or the fourth round maybe. But I can't see him playing much in the league or the Champions League. He's only 17. We have many, many better options. So I don't see that happening. Uh, the other big story is, is Hleb. We don't really know where he's going. It seemed like he was going to Inter Milan. Jose Mourinho came in and said, I don't want that useless twat. And so now he's been linked with Barcelona and Bayern Munich. And Barcelona apparently flew into London to see about signing him. But now they're saying that they're fed up with negotiating for so long because the deal hasn't been done. We want more than they want to pay. I, I think, honestly, the, the sticking point may be Yaya Toure. I think Arsenal want to bring him in. This is just my opinion. I don't I don't know anything about this. I'm not an insider or anything. But I think they want Yaya Torre and Barcelona don't want to give him up. And I think they want to only pay I think I heard 10 million euros, 11 million euros something. And I think Arsenal want more than that. We paid 11.5 million pounds for him a couple of years ago. And if anything I'd say he's well. He's okay. He, he can dribble the ball. We all know that. But he he can't pass and he can't shoot. He gives the ball away, and he he certainly never scores. So I wouldn't. I just don't think it's a huge loss, really. So I'm hoping somebody pays for him. Somebody just give us eight or ten million quid and let's be done with him. Um, as for Adebayor, there's been a lot of talk of him going to Milan. For 32 million quid. 32 million. I don't know if that's the value that the newspapers just decide to print or if Arsenal actually said we want 32 million quid for him. Let me tell you, I love Adebayo, but if we got 32 million quid, I would sh I would pack his bags for him. That's that's too much money to, to not let him go. But now the stories say that Milan don't want to pay that much and that 32 million is too expensive for them. So... They're going to try to lower the price, and I don't think Arsenal will accept anything lower than that, really. I mean, maybe if they offered $25 million, would you let them go? I think I would. $25 million, no less, though. Important goal score for us, and we can't really afford to lose that. But for $25 million or above, we could probably bring in a David Villa or a Kareem Benzema another proven goal scorer 
But, yeah, I don't think he'll leave. He did come out and say twice now that he loves Arsenal and wants to stay and win trophies next year. I don't think there's much to it. I mean, maybe maybe he's just trying to get a better contract at Arsenal. He did just renegotiate terms last season, though. I know he had a good season this year, but I think I'd like to see him do it one more time before we give him another new deal. But we'll see. Arsenal seems to be on top of re-signing players long-term now because of all the Webster ruling nonsense. You saw Sanya just sign a new deal. Clichy, I think, signed a new deal last year. Sesk signs a new deal every four weeks. And we're just trying to keep on top of all the signings. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Adebayor did get a new deal. Uh, there's talk that Robin Van Persie actually wants a new deal. But I don't understand because he barely played at all last year. Why would he have any grounds for a new deal? He wants a pay rise. And he's been talking about the wage structure. But he hasn't played. So why would he get a new deal? I mean, it, it would be different if he had a season like Adebayor and scored 30 goals. Or even 20 goals. I'd take 20 goals. But we can't even get 20 games, much less 20 goals. So definitely need some more playing time out of him before we even think about giving him a new deal, in my opinion. But you never know. Um, if he does get disgruntled, then there's that talk of him going to Inter Milan. So... Who knows what could happen. We have a lot of good strikers on the way up. We've got Vela coming back. Arsene Wenger said he's more of an up-front player than out wide where he played when he was on loan. We also have Bentner. Theo can play up front. we got Eduardo coming back from his injury, which we'll talk more about later. And so we got a lot of strikers. And unless one of them leaves, I don't see us buying one. I know that... There's a lot of people wanting David Villa, Huntelar, Benzema, all them. But unless Adebayor left, I can't see us signing a new sign, a new striker this summer. But who will we sign? That's the question everyone's asking. And I think Arson pretty much told us who we're going to sign early on in the summer when he said he's looking to sign two players. He's going to sign a creative player and he's going to sign a powerful defender. And it looks now like that creative player is going to be Samir Nasri from Marseille. He's a midfielder, attacking midfielder, normally plays through the center. But he's he's looking like he's a replacement for Hleb. Because I can't see him playing in the middle next to Fabregas with no holding player. So it looks like he'll be moved out wide to either help when Rosicki's out, which we'll get to in a little bit. Or if Leb leaves. We also have Vela that can cover out there. Walcott. We won't even mention Abue. But uh, got a lot of players that can can play in the wide spots now. Um, Nasri deal should be completed as soon as the Euros are over. France may be out tomorrow, actually. If you're listening to this later than today, then of course they might already be out. But... I think he's already had his medical, from what I hear, and just waiting for waiting for the end of the tournament to officially get him signed. Uh, for the defender, we had a, a bid rejected for Christian Zapata of Udinese. I don't know if it's Zapata or Zapata or... I don't know. 
But he's their captain, and I think he's only 22 years old. He looks a good defender from what I've seen him. I watch him a couple times. Sometimes I watch Italian football. Usually if it's AC or Inter uh, and it's on, then I'll watch it. So I've seen him play a couple times against them, and he looks pretty good. Uh, young. He's he's powerful. He's not especially tall. That's the only thing. I mean, someone like Pear Murdesacker is six foot six. I I don't know metrics. Sorry, if you are European, I don't know metrics that well. So I'm gonna go with standard measurements for here. So he's six foot six, which is ginormous. And you can imagine him next to next to Colo Torre or William Gallas. And you could see him marking, say, a Didier Drogba or some other tall, terrible player that we all hate. And um, and then Gallas or Torre kind of mopping up the rest of the area. But I don't know. It seems like Wenger's after Zapata, Zapata. I say tomato, you say tomato, tomato, something like that. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. There's been talk of Raúl Albiol of uh, Valencia. I think he's a better option than Zapata, but. I'm not sure how much they would want for him. Valencia were terrible this year. Terrible. And they had a good squad, so they really should have done better. Looks like a lot of players are going to be leaving. Maybe Silva. Maybe Villa. Maybe Albiol. Who knows who else. Uh, Silva is a player I actually quite like. But not not with Seska and with Nazri. But... Yeah, I'm not sure who, who the defender will be, honestly. I wouldn't mind seeing Vincent Company, although he's another one that is injured a bit too much for my taste. He, he's missed a lot, a lot of time. But, moral of the story is, Winger's gonna, Winger's gonna find a defender, and it looks like they're gonna basically step in and start besides William Gallas if he keeps the captaincy. And, if that does happen, you have to wonder what happens to Colo Torre. Because he won't want to be out of the starting 11. He's been here forever, since 2002. He's been a great player for us. And it'd be a shame if the 30-year-old William Gallas took away Colo's starting job. I mean, it wouldn't really be Gallas taking it, but, you know, they play in the same style. And if Gallas got it just because he's the captain and then Colo ended up having to leave Arsenal, I'd be very disappointed the way that works out. So we'll have to see. Makes for interesting reading. Um, all the transfer rumors, they really bore me. I can't really read them anymore. I go on news now sometimes. And everything I see says, Arsenal in spectacular 15 million quid bid for Wonder Kid. Arsenal planned 30 million quid swoop for striker out of Zambania. And it's just it's just not interesting to me anymore. So I don't really read them. Uh, I'd, I'd much rather just... I like to report on news, not just bollocks. I mean, it, if you read some of these sites, Caught Offside has to be the worst site. Or Tribal Football. They're both bloody awful. They're... They just make stuff up all day. And it, 
if I had the chance, I would probably have them all hit by buses. But moral of the story is just wait. Arson, Arson will do his job. Some people don't think that he knows how to manage anymore. They must have think thought he forgot. But he's been here a long time. He's he's probably our best manager we've ever had. I mean, looking at the trophies we won. I mean, we went 49 unbeaten. Only team to do that in the current format of the league. And he knows he knows how to do his job. He'll get it done. Don't worry. Don't stress yourself out over the transfer period. We're going to have a good squad. Look how well we did last year. We're going to add to that. People say it's a big deal to lose Flamini. I disagree. We have players that can play there. Gilberto, Song maybe, DeJuru wants to do it, Diaby, Danielson. Someone can learn to play that holding midfield role. Who would have thought Flamini would be able to do it before last year when he actually did? Somebody will learn the position and we'll have a better squad than we did last year. Hopefully we'll have Van Persie and Rositsky fit. Plus Eduardo coming back. It's it's going to be a good year. Just remember, we only finished a few points behind United and Chelsea. We have a good team. Just be patient and wait for Arson to do his job. That's all you need to do. I Let's see, what else do we have? Um, we got the Euros coming up still. We got two more days of the group stages. Got the group of death tomorrow. And the Netherlands are already qualified. And all the other ones, France, Italy is tomorrow. And they have to win to make it through. So whichever team wins that game, I mean, if it's a draw, Romania could actually go through. So we'll, uh, we'll have to see. I think it'll be a great game. France and Italy both have looked pretty terrible. But hopefully... They'll be able to turn it around against each other. There's probably still some animosity, of course, from the World Cup final with the whole Zidane thing. But mm, it should be a good game. Then the quarterfinals are going to start a few days from now. Um, I know we have Croatia versus Turkey as one of them. And Portugal versus whoever wins the current match will be the next day, I think. So, lot to look forward to. Arsenal preseason friendlies coming up in July. Uh, I know we play Barnett. We got the Emirates Cup in either the end of July or early August. And hopefully we'll get some transfer news that's actually legitimate soon enough instead of made up. But other than that, that's about all I have for you. Let me know what you think. Um, make sure on the on the blog there are, is a forum section, and we're trying to get that going. We have a couple of people that post there, but we talk Arsenal all the time. I'm always available to, to talk about Arsenal. If you want to do that, the forums are the best place to do it. So I encourage you all to register for the forums and and start posting there. Um, other than that, that's pretty much all I've got. So I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think, and I'll try to get back to you as soon as I get the chance. Bye.